Hey, we are Victoria and Isabel from Seed to Harvest Ventures, a pre-seed and seed stage fund that invests in women-identified founders of color building software-enabled companies. We're emerging managers raising our first fund and sharing our experience along the way. Hey, Victoria. Hi, Isabel. How's it going? You know, I'm still alive. <laughs> Pretend as if I haven't been in meetings with you for the last three hours. <laughs> how how um, are you doing? <laughs> yeah. How are you? I have no idea. Please tell I know. Me Neither do I. I. Um, we can kick off. So today we're going to talk about finding LPs when you are not connected to wealth. When you don't have a sugar person, um, <laughs> nor were you born rich, rich. No, which is annoying going into this business. So (laughs) (laughs) before we jump into that, though, let's chat our weekly reflection. Um, What was one hard thing that you did last week? Um, So the hard thing that I keep having to, it's like that Brene Brown thing. It's like, what's the one less thing you keep having to learn? Yeah. And mine is asking for help. Um, and so like we have a big founder event coming up and so I've just been emailing people about sponsorships. I've had a friend who's like a field marketer help me and just like constantly asking for things, not even just help, but like asking for money, asking like uh, we're fundraising. I should probably, you know, be more comfortable with this, but in all transparency, I'm not. And so like just getting more comfortable with making the ask and like really not seeing it as just like a one directional thing but it's really a bi-directional thing even if that person is giving you money to do this thing like they're getting something out of it as well so that was my hard thing I will say you were very I noticed it even last week like you are I think so much better you're just further along than I am in that journey of like the ass being super direct and succinct and you were like on a total tear with emails and just being like, here's the thing that I need. Here's what's going on. And like, I, I, it's really great. Like you are doing really well at it, but it is exhausting. That's exhausting. Yeah. Um, what is one thing that you're proud of last week? Uh, what am I proud of? Why is that one always so much harder? Um, mostly cause I'm like, what did I do this week? Um, I think in the last week, I'm going to pause so you can, you can, you can, you know, whatever this. Actually, I'm really proud of the fact that we're going to make our first two initial investments. Like, that we were just like, fuck it. We're going to, we made this decision. We're going to do it. We're going to figure out how to use our own money and like do it, even though, you know, we have to figure that out. (laughs) But like, I'm happy we're doing that. Yeah. I am proud of our initial investments two yeah i think that's very exciting it's we can talk exciting. we can talk more about that later maybe maybe um, yeah uh, okay so what switching the gears what's one really hard thing you had to do this week this week so i think just like bringing in a lot of discipline like i think motivation is a fallacy it just doesn't it's rarely there when you need it and yeah I felt really overwhelmed with just like just the sheer like amount of work streams that we have going on between founder stuff events pipeline for LPs like 
we're updating our deck. Like none of it is particularly difficult, but there's a lot of volume. And so I had like a big mental block on like where to start even with the deck update. And it's like, again, none of it's hard. It's just because I feel like all the updates we have are very like succinct and come from a place of like experience and education and like what we want to say. But it just felt like I was staring at a mountain of stuff kind of um, this uh, this whole week. And so I pushed through that yesterday and just like sat down and chipped away all day and feel like I made some progress which was good I just like I felt like I was drowning at the beginning of the week um and so I just had to go hard like just discipline there's not gonna be a good moment we have a bunch of stuff to do we have to do it (laughs) but it felt good to have like a full day like I love that we don't have meetings on Wednesdays because it really is like the day that I get the most time to execute and get traction on our like weekly list yeah Okay, so what's one thing you're really proud of? One thing I am proud of, I'm also proud of us getting really creative and doing investments. So it's semi-related, but it's a conversation we had with the founder that we want to invest in. And, um, sorry, I'll start over. It's a conversation that we want to have with an investor um, that we want to invest in or not investor founder that we want to invest in. Um, like we really, we need you guys. Yeah. Like we need you for your product and design, like support and help. Um, they're at a pivotal place in their company. This fall is going to be really big for them in terms of like building out a huge part of their vision. And it was just like great feedback and like validation that like, what we have to offer founders is valuable. Um, And you called that out. I was like, you know, I think last week you really floated me in terms of optimism and like that. (laughs) We got to float each other. I know, but it was like, it was such a great thing to hear. And like, I don't know, we're pushing on a lot of fronts and just getting glimmers like that is really rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. No, I fully, I fully agree um yay that was so good yeah um so i guess now it is time for us to go on today's topic which is uh fundraising which is a never-ending topic to be quite frank uh but really from this perspective of like of us mm, what's the best way so thinking about it because it so something that we've talked about and i think about a lot is like <laughs> VC is one of those things that is like obviously not necessarily like not necessarily explicitly set up for only wealthy people to take part in, but is like very implicitly set up that way. And I think there's yeah. some being a founder that's that way too, like the whole like friends and family thing um, that people have started to like, you know, really pick at and started to offer more availability now that there's pre-seed funding, now that there's all these accelerators, like there's more and more opportunity for, for founders without, I mean, it's still crazy. Like, let's be clear. The problem is not solved, but like there's more and more recognition and like opportunities for that. But I think, especially for VCs, like the assumption really is that like you have money and, and very much access to money. Like when people talk about like, deal sourcing or whatever most of it's off the assumption that you have access with people to people with money and like the way a lot of people are coached on raising a fund is like you soft circle 
your first couple of million from friends and family and my friends and family don't have a just first the couple of circle. <laughs> I know, I know. First couple of million from friends and family is hilarious to me. Right. And so like, <laughs> you know, like that isn't the case for us. And I think it means that it excludes a lot of people who could be fund managers who can make sound decisions about funds and like you know, could do that skill-based part, it like leaves you out from like, the network piece. And so a big thing we've been thinking about is like, how do we actually tap into these networks? Um, especially in a way that's, that is systematic because there's only two of us. So we only have so much time. And like, as well said, we have like four jobs. Um, and so it's like, how do we tap into this network? How do we build the relationship necessary to like raise this money? And so that's what we're going to kind of focus on today. Yes. And just to like get a little deeper in there, like tap into this network of people who don't want to be found is like such a key part of it. And two, we're at this inflection point where like Victoria spent a year and a half basically getting into venture and cultivating a network. And like, I think that we've tapped it pretty hard. And so we have come to like the end of the line of what our existing network does or like can offer right now um, in terms of new leads. And so like really today it's like, how do you generate leads? And we don't have all the answers to this. This will probably be multi-part, but we'll talk about like how we have been approaching this, especially as people who don't have sales backgrounds, like theoretically understand, I understand all the parts involved, but like getting the people in the pipeline is kind of tough. So that's like for us last week, And this week we're switching gears because we've pushed a lot on the founder front. And so we're switching gears into like priming up another wave of our LP pipeline. And just like Victoria said, like, how do we do that systematically? How do we do that sustainably? Our mythical intern cannot be in charge of all of the lead sourcing. (laughs) Hopefully one day they can, but right now they don't exist. Um, So... Yeah. Oh yeah, that was the thing I was supposed to do this so week. Draft up that intern thing. <laughs> it's fine. Just failing again to do. All I found things. actually um, a job posting for an intern from another fund manager that we know, yeah. so we can like work off of that. Perfect. Send to me. I will. Um, okay, so I think there's a couple like high level stuff we want to talk about. Um, we've touched on it a little briefly, but we can go in depth. Just like limited capacity. As a group of two founders, I think solo GPs also feel this. Um, And then we'll just chat through like the different stuff we've been trying. Um, We have like a couple buckets. So like networking events, cold outreach, and then programs. And those will be the ones that we focus on today. Um, So yeah, the big, the big pieces is like, where are these LPs? (laughs) Where do you find them? And then it's like, like Harvard, San Diego, like, yeah, Harvard, San Diego. and how are you find like, and how are we approaching it? Because it's, yeah. it's so much of a, like, it's very time consuming. Yeah. And we talked about last week, like how we started with fund of funds. And obviously that's a little easier because that's yeah. mostly like good, you know, internet research. But this week, I think we're talking more about like those family funds, those high net worth individuals, you know people who maybe have the funds to be an LP, but aren't, um, haven't done it before. Like, how do you access those types of people 
who would really resonate with what we're doing, our thesis and who we are so that we could, you know, finish this fundraising. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, um, first one stuff we've been trying or stuff. I think we've gotten more intentional about, um, networking and events. We have started a few months ago, I think like actually keeping track of all the events that we go to. So what we're trying to do this first year is rate them in terms of like, there's a quality piece. So like, that's something, a big takeaway that we've learned is like, there's tons of events you can go to, but they're not all great quality. And like some, I think we go to as an angle of like being newer in the industry in terms of VC and emerging managers. So like I've attended emerging manager conference. Um, There's some that are like, specific to get you in front of LPs. There's also some that are more founder focused. We won't spend a lot of time on that. Um, But even like some advice we got once is like, put yourself where there won't be other like funds to compete with, you know, their family office convention or who knows what. So um, what would you say are like the biggest learnings? Cause you've done a lot more of these events than I have. Do you have any like, takeaways or learnings in terms of like even trying to evaluate them like now that you've done several like what do you look for so my biggest thing even before the event start are like kind of like a cost benefit analysis right it's like some of these events are free and some of these events cost money and like what are we trying to get out so even thinking about today like Isabella and I met because like all of a sudden September blew the fuck up and I had a million events and I was like I think I have too much going on. I need to help figure out which ones to go to. We really, we literally just sat and talked through the calendar, like event calendar that we have and talked about which events should I focus on and which ones shouldn't I focus on. But like, the first thing is like, you know, is it worth the money? We only have a certain amount of funds. Um, we only have a certain amount of time. And so, especially if we're going to pay for an event that, that ups the quality even more. Something that I've gotten very good at is getting free access to things that aren't paid events (laughs) Um, (laughs) thank you thank you um and that includes like i'm in slack of it i'm in slack groups where people be like hey like there's an investor event tonight it's like you know here's my code and like if i think it's a worthwhile event i'll put in that code get that free event um there's also like you know our peer group right we just have uh we just met with a well she's not really emerging manager but she's like a founder running a, a a company dedicated to helping founders and so they're doing a founder investor dinner and she invited us to that dinner um but like really using your network um both like you know your your peer-to-peer network um but also like kind of extension networks and like figuring out like not just like if it's quality but like can you lower the barrier to access by either getting free or discount things if there's a cost? Um, I think when I think about quality, something you helped me with today, like there's like a kind of emerging manager um, event next, a conference in New York. And we were talking about whether I should go or not. And I'm pretty conferenced out um, to be honest. But what's interesting is like they have an emerging manager showcase where people are actually going to pitch um their funds and I've never seen other emerging manager pitch their funds and so we both were like oh why don't you just go to this part and maybe another workshop you want but honestly just go to the like the key yeah. goal of this is to get this see this workshop because that's something of value to us that we haven't gotten 
And so that's, that's how I kind of think about it. It's like, what are, what's all the experience that we need are the things that we don't know about and how can these events help us get access to that as well as another thing I think about is community building. Like the thing I'm going to today is with a group we just started, we just joined called dreamers and doers. And it's like a group of like women who are all like entrepreneurs and just really focused on doing like dope shit. Um, and I've been really craving community of people who actually understand what I'm doing. Um, and is, I think Isabel has well. And so like, it's, that's an important thing to me now. So prioritizing that event. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good summary. I think one other thing I noticed that we did today, it's like also looking at what stage you're at. Like we are very focused on fundraising right now. So talks on these emerging manager conventions about your first audit is like we could go to that or we can wait until we're in that place and know that we have like there's emerging manager conferences regularly and we can tap into one when we feel like we need to up level in a certain like phase of where we are with our funds so like being strategic too there because like I think there's this like transition from learning to doing and not needing to continue being that learning cycle all the time. Yeah. Um, that I think it's really tough point. to get out of, to be yeah. honest, like as you're starting out. Um, yeah. So pacing yourself, take breaks, take the day off. If you're doing a full day conference, take yeah. the day off beforehand. Like I think too, that's He's like, talking to me, I don't do that. Yeah. Well, no, it's, but it's like, I think it's, it's easy to just have stuff fill up. So being able to take a look at it or partner with someone that can take a look at it with you and just be like, maybe bake in some time. I think that's difficult to do as like a team of two is like, you don't need permission to do anything, but it can be nice to have that reminder and permission that's okay to do that. Because at any given time, we have a list of 500 things to do, and it's okay to not do them all right this second, you know? Yeah. So, okay. I think that sums up networking and events pretty well. Um, mm. That's been a good source. Oh, actually, this was like a hot tip, because I think the last two virtual things that we've done, I missed the one yesterday, but you did it. Yeah. have actually been really great in terms of connections and meeting other people, other fund managers, potential even investors, like post a question in the Zoom and then follow up with your name and your LinkedIn. And like, Victoria, you got like 20 people. Yeah, I got like 20 people who like LinkedIn connected with me, both like potential LPs and just other emerging managers to network with. Um, but yeah, like, and also like to that value piece, like we went to a relentless ventures, had a VC symposium a couple of weeks ago. Um, and like, that was like, they did end up about like SBIC, um, funding, which if you don't know is government, the federal government has allotted, um, money to, for every state to apply to, to invest, to use like state money to invest in venture funds supporting the like local economy um and they had someone there from new york really break down what the process is what the value is like how do you apply which is super helpful but they also had to um that someone from crucial capital which is like sort of a fund of fund slash asset management firm and the person who uh built out 
like America's kind of emerging manager program come and talk about like what exactly specifically not generally specifically people are looking for for emerging managers and that was super helpful and 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 valuable content um and so like it really is like hit or miss and so as much as you can do kind of like your cost benefit analysis of like what are they actually talking about is it tactical or more just like high level thinking about like what you actually need um, is really, really important to thinking about those events and obviously pacing yourself accordingly, which I struggle with. Um, but um, really figuring out like what's your threshold for that amount of conversation um, and that amount of like people interaction and like so you don't burn yourself out because people burned out is very real. Yes. Super real. You're, you're going to a burnout conference yeah let's talk about cold outreach oh yes okay cold outreach but i think we've been pretty fucking crafty so like this might be obvious but i kind of love where we started for building out our pipeline there are some amazing funds that have just put their lp list on their website and we have grabbed them (laughs) we have taken them (laughs) Yes. And we're like, hello. This one is time consuming, I will say. Yeah. But a lot of funds list the investors. I mean, clearly, if it's a fund related on PR and you are not in PR and they have a lot of individual investors, that's not going to be a great match. But there's a lot of folks who are just in the industry. And I think, too, it's like our general investors. And so that has been a source of like, I'd say more quality perspective leads mm-hmm. um, of like people who at least have invested once. And there's always an end with just saying like, great. If you don't want to invest, you know, someone who might like, I mm-hmm. think that's also something that we try and have in our, I don't want to say strategy, but like approach is like, I'm fine if you're a no, but like, we're going to get a name or soft commit out of this (laughs) meeting and like that kind of thing. It's like, could you pass this along? And I think the cold outreach piece, we're going to be all over the place with this one, but like this one I think (laughs) is particularly hard because you're putting a ton of energy out and not getting a lot back in. And I had a friend actually contextualize it a little bit for me who's in sales. And he was like, when people from other backgrounds, product development, like, just other areas as operators come into a more sales perspective. Like we're used to batting 50 to 75 above and like having a lot of success with the stuff that we do when we reach out to someone, like there's a high chance that they're going to get back to us. Like we just don't experience low numbers and for sales, those low numbers like are still good. And so how he contextualized it was like in sales, it's like 10% and that's great. And so That's something that like has helped like reframe it a little bit for me, but it is like, I had like tons of exhaustion last week from just sending out emails and not getting anything back. Two things that we do, we use sales navigator and our email, but we also have trackers because I don't get any responses and worried (laughs) that everything was going to spam. And then I just realized people don't respond, which is fine. (laughs) Um, But okay, back to where we're finding names, at least to shoot our shot. Yeah. Other funds websites, that's a great place. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we are in a private collective, Dreamers and Doers. There's a list of investors for angel stuff there that we polled. It's actually great for deal flow sharing, but there's a lot of people on there that invest um, either in companies or in funds. And so we did a categorization exercise there in terms of like who might we connect Mm -hmm. as connectors, like stretch, they probably won't, but we can at least try LP and then like high quality. These are folks we think might be interested. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have that list. And I think something we're learning, we haven't, we haven't implemented this yet, but something we're learning is like, we're going to have to reach out to people multiple times. Yeah. And so we're starting to think about like, how do we create our own like sales cycle? Like, all right, we're going to reach out three times. And if we don't, then that person, we're just leave that person alone. But like, we can't just like email someone once and take that as a no anymore. Like we have to like really think about and, and make sure we like, keep trying because like these are all busy people we're busy people founders email us all the time we forget <laughs> so often especially now that people are starting the same name like you're just like i know did we talk to kim oh crap um and so like um just realizing contextualizing and i think i get like like kind of like isabel just was saying about going from your operator brain to your sales brain and understanding what success looks like is different also in this point of view it's like the context is different right it's like you're not emailing someone to like you know you, you know answer a specific question like you're trying to ask them for money and you don't have an explicit connection so while we know like warm intros are always the best and like that's what's actually really great about using sales navigator because it'll tell you when you already have a connection oh yay um sorry my friend just texted and was like i want to see you at the event tomorrow and i'm like yeah you will yay uh anywho that's also a good thing getting a buddy at an event in case you don't really want to talk that much, you're like, I already know this person. We can chat and then they can chat and I can pretend to chat, but I'm not chatting. <laughs> I'm really good at that. <laughs> anyway, sorry, back to the point. But like cold outreach is like, we have to implement a sales pipeline and be like, okay, like we've hit these people the X amount of times. Yeah. And what's interesting is doing that in conjunction with like the events we're doing using like that's help, been helpful to think of it more as like sales pipeline rather than like this like big like oh my god brlp kind of thing definitely and it's a muscle memory thing too it's just like get used to sending a bunch of stuff out and not hearing back and just bumping lots mm-hmm. of bumping bumping up in the inbox yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> lots. a lot of times though people just don't see it like that has been yeah. like whenever i do that i almost mm-hmm. always get a response so that has been helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, we wrote down angels on this one for cold outreach. Yes. Oh, so a good thing. So something we've been thinking about, particularly for our fund, because we're investing in women of color founders, we thought a lot about like how we can extend our LP base to be women of color as well um, and what that looks like. And so we thought about reaching out to angel groups in order to do that. But that's like a, but that's a whole process and, and strategy um as well and so we haven't done explicitly yet but we've reached out to a couple of key people who we think have a, like a strong affinity with what we're doing to try to build that out um yeah. because we want them to be like a level of support and network for our founders as well and so that's like something we're exploring now but like haven't fully developed like a strategy around um but i think like 
something else to think about. I was, so the, the thing that, and sorry for calling the thing, I forgot so many things. Um, this like webinar I went to yesterday that is both supposed to go to, it was talking about like raising your first fund. And the guy was like, I explained the question I asked was like, he, he gave advice. He was like to find your pipeline LPs, you know, look at pitch book. And I was like, Hey, like, what are some other things you should just, my understanding is pitch book is like quite expensive. Um, and he was like, yeah, it is, but you know, you got to bite the bullet. And I was like, first off, thanks. Um, okay. But like, I think again, like being emerging managers, being women, emerging managers being like, for me being a woman of color, like, we're just not going to be able to follow the same advice that other people follow. Like, Sure, yeah. we can pay for a pitch book and make maybe we will, but like something we're going to next is like programs. And there's a program that we got into recently that like has a, like a pay component to it, but it's like they're guaranteeing like direct connections with LPs. Not obviously that the LPs will invest, but like they're connecting LPs who specifically want women and underrepresented managers. And it's like that's just a better use of our money than like doing a bunch of digging on pitch book. And so we're trying to figure out the like cheapest freest ways to get that and like only pay for really high quality like matches um and so i think the thing to think about a lot from like a cold outreach standpoint is just like getting creative like i've honestly seen people like post in slack groups like hey my fund is fundraising like if you're a 50 506c like hey my fund is fundraising like hit us up like we're in the last five million like let us know if you're interested I've seen people like I saw some people doing like a $2.5 million raise of like small LPs. And so they're just doing an intake form and that they put it in Slack channels or like on email list. So like, this is like our version of creativity, but like there's so much creativity that I, that hopefully this is helpful to you, but like, we'd love if you share with us slash we're hopefully going to meet with some more other emerging managers soon who can like kind of share their own experiences but like the conventional wisdom kind of sucks <laughs> like at least that we've gotten it's just like be rich sign up for pitch book <laughs> well it's just really vague like it doesn't feel applicable and it's like that's the other thing and that that like wall that we keep running into we're like great but like what then and people are like I don't know it just happened like you have you have to know how do you not know like you don't remember I mean I get it I'm like black out a lot of the stuff that we do because of the sheer volume but like there is this element of like tactical kind of support with that that I feel like just is missing from the conversation where it's like it's all a theory you know and like you said like it implies this whole other system that's there to support certain people yeah And so kind of getting to the last thing that we've been trying is really like getting involved. And like we talked about this before with professional networks, but now we're trying to, we're applying specifically to like uh, accelerators and programs targeted at emerging managers. So one that we just recently applied to is called VC Include. Um, We got in a semi-finalist, but we weren't selected for like the final cohort. Um, And that was like a really intense um, application process um unfortunately but like you know that's that's something we're doing because we're looking for that hands-on like seriously how do you talk to lps we also like 
we want some advising on portfolio construction and like deal uh, construction because like we know it um but like doing it like and we're doing it with our current two deals that we're, we're moving forward with but we would more just, like, like the gut check like yeah we want someone to gut check with we want someone to like you know advise us on it while we do it because it's like we're learners by doers and so we just want that extra support on that for something that we don't have expertise in it's like we have knowledge but we're definitely not experts at that um and so that's what we want to bring on from an advisory standpoint but so we're looking for that more in-depth and like quality support and so the other program that we got into is called the bridge which also does like um, as i mentioned before lp matching but they also provide support on like pitch support um like how to um, think about your portfolio and so getting that kind of more hands-on help that we need um, and advice that we need is really important to us but also as a way to like get in touch with with LPs yes totally one thing I'm learning from this whole process it's just the, like endurance needed like what's yeah. interesting especially with the LP pipeline I feel like is like you're putting such like a push but you don't see a lot until the end. Like it is such a numbers game. And like, that's the one thing that's been like a positive and just a positive in the industry in general. Everyone we talk to has done it differently. They've raised differently. It's super like what you make of it. And so like that has been just something that like helps me stay positive, not positive, but just like keep going with it. Cause it really is like a, one day we'll be looking back and be like, yeah, here's how we did it. But like here are all the other things that we tried that didn't work. Um, and like, yeah, I just, I think it's like getting creative with it. I'd love to hear how other emerging managers are feeling just like re-upping their pipeline. Like once you tap something out, like what are you doing? It's just, you know, and like, I think we're pushing on all the right levers and we'll see what comes of it. And it's also like, most of this what will come to fruition in like three to six months like, yeah. there's nothing fast so that's the other thing too it's like having concentrated effort and like really thinking long game I think with it yeah yeah all right um is there anything else that we want to close out with before we close out this lovely lovely episode other than no. just keep pushing <laughs> yeah just keep pushing um no, I think that's it. Uh, we'd love to hear other ideas. Um, we'll definitely follow up with this. I think our process is evolving just our appro- just approach and like how we do sales. I, yeah. For lack we're, of a better word. We're a sales team now. We're a sales team now. Yeah. Team sales. Yes. <laughs> so All right. thank you for joining us today and chatting about... Um, just LP pipeline and fund managers. We'd love to meet you. Follow us on LinkedIn. We're seed to harvest ventures. Um, say hi, share feedback and let us know if you want to be a guest ever. Uh, you can email us at hello at seed to harvest Woot.